Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin in Asia, where stocks surged overnight. China's CSI 300 rose nearly 3%. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong climbed 4%. The catalyst, China's Politburo signaling more support for the economy. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has more from Hong Kong. Policymakers are admitting that the recovery has sputtered because of weak confidence. Confidence was mentioned multiple times. The Politburo statement focuses on boosting consumption, helping private business, and carving out a more supportive stance on the property sector. The cumulative weight of so many policies is not lost on investors. From rate cuts to triple R cuts, action to boost household spending, construction, cars, tech, and more. But the key now will be the actual measures to implement the broader policy. That's still to come. In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Daybreak. Hi, Brian. Thanks. Well, markets are applauding the stimulus from China. Now the question is, when we'll see these measures take effect? For that, we turn to Bloomberg China economy editor Jill Desis. I would expect that you're going to start seeing this over the course of the next few weeks and months. Remember, this is a mid-year review meeting. This is the Politburo meeting every year where they traditionally set the course for economic agenda, not just for you know the next month, but for the next six months. So I think that um, you know what that means from what we've been hearing from economists is maybe you see some cuts in policy interest rates toward the end of the year. And Bloomberg's Jill Deesa says the offshore yuan is stronger. Following the news, it's currently trading at around 7.14 per dollar. Well, back here in the U.S., Karen, we are laser-focused on earnings today. Nearly three dozen companies in the S&P 500 will be reporting, including Microsoft and Google. We get more on the outlook for Microsoft from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. Despite its $30 billion investment in artificial intelligence pioneer OpenAI, sales growth at Microsoft is expected to remain below 10% for last quarter amid weakening demand for its cloud computing services after years of runaway growth. Still, analysts expect to see adjusted earnings of $2.55 a share. That would be a 14% jump over the same period a year ago and revenues of $55.5 billion. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Tom, thanks. Well, while we wait for Microsoft's earnings, the corporate world remains abuzz over Elon Musk's decision to say bye-bye birdie. As Bloomberg's John Tucker reports, the new rebranding of Twitter could cost the company billions. Analysts and brand agencies tell Bloomberg Elon Musk's move to turn Twitter into X wiped out anywhere between $4 billion and $20 billion in brand value. To call it a mistake, they say, is an understatement. Alan Adamson, the co-founder of the marketing and brand consulting group Metaforce, calls the move completely irrational from a business and brand point of view. In the way of an explanation, Musk tweeted or axed yesterday that the move is not simply a company renaming itself. It's remaking the business into a broad platform for communications and financial transactions. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. 
Thanks, John. Outside of earnings, it's all about the Fed this week. We are one day away from the central bank's next policy decision when it is expected to hike rates by another quarter percent. Higher rates mean bigger earnings for banks like Citigroup. We spoke with Citigroup Institutional Clients Group CEO Paco Ibarra. Rates is a positive part of uh, the story because we have to remember that we've had many years with zero rates, uh, with rates almost dead, you know, very little uncertainty about the rates we're going to do. And we have now uh, a comeback of the race business. Well, that's the good news for big banks. On the flip side, Citigroup's Paco Ibarra says new capital requirements that regulators will propose this week could hinder the bank's ability to trade certain products. Well, Nathan, we're getting more details about J.P. Morgan Chase and its alleged ties to disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. The U.S. Virgin Islands has filed documents in its lawsuit against the bank. They show then-CEO Sandy Warner told Jess Staley in 2000 he should meet with Epstein, calling him, quote, one of the most connected people I know. The Virgin Islands is seeking at least $190 million from J.P. Morgan in its lawsuit, accusing the bank of enabling Epstein's sex trafficking. The bank argues the Virgin Islands turned a blind eye on his crimes and organized visas for his victims. Well, Karen, another top name in finance is facing pressure from Capitol Hill over his ties to Epstein. Leon Black of Apollo Global Management is under investigation at the Senate Finance Committee. It's over $158 million in payments to Epstein for advice on estate planning, taxes, and running his family office. Lawmakers want to know whether that money amounts to gifts that Black now owes taxes on. And politics this morning, Nathan, there's word of another shakeup in the presidential campaign of Ron DeSantis. Sources tell Bloomberg the Florida governor is making a change in leadership. After pressure from donors and supporters, DeSantis is elevating digital director Ethan Elian to deputy campaign manager. That's as the presidential hopeful becomes increasingly frustrated by his campaign's spending under current campaign manager Kianera Peck. We're told Peck's position is being questioned as the campaign enters a Critical stretch ahead of the first Republican primary debate next month. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. We're learning more about the case of suspected Long Island serial killer Rex Hewerman. The bodies of victims, all women, were found more than a decade ago on Gilgo Beach. The search has intensified at Hewerman's home. Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison clarified what was found inside. There's not a, a soundproof room. Uh, there is a vault uh, where he secured a uh, numerous amount of guns. Uh, somehow, I, I, I believe that the soundproof room and the vault, uh, that, that message got misconstrued. But there is a vault. An excavator has been digging through Hewerman's backyard. The record-smashing heat wave across the U.S. continues. Today, Phoenix, Arizona is expected to see its 26th consecutive day of 110 degrees or hotter. And the pavement itself is causing a spike in contact burns. Dr. Kevin Foster is the director of the Arizona Burn Center at Valleywise Health. Most people don't realize that the pavement, concrete, cement, sidewalks, rocks, the temperature of those surfaces can get to be 170 to 180 degrees, which is just a little bit below the boiling temperature of water. So it only takes a fraction of a second to get a really bad burn. Meanwhile, experts say water temperatures in the 90s off Florida could fuel stronger hurricanes this year. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is cracking down on sidewalk scaffolding. Some have been eyesores for too long. Adams announced the Get Sheds Down plan. While sidewalk sheds were created to protect New Yorkers, they now have become unsafe. 
constructions and it is, as we stated, a safe haven for criminal behavior. There are about 8,900 active sheds in New York City that have been up averaging 480 days and some more than 10 years. President Joe Biden is expected to sign a proclamation today that establishes a national monument honoring Emmett Till. He was the black teenager from Chicago whose abduction, torture, and killing in Mississippi in 1955 helped propel the civil rights movement. The White House proposed a set of rules today to improve insurance coverage for mental health conditions. It's part of a broader plan to fight rising rates of anxiety, depression, and other ailments. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashow. Thanks, Nathan. Mets and Yankees split a couple of one-run games last month at City Field. Now they play a two-game Subway Series at the stadium with tonight Justin Verlander facing Domingo Herman. Verlander comes off his best outing against the White Sox. He went eight innings, allowed only one run, three hits. Herman had that perfect game a few weeks ago, last time out at the Angels. He gave up five runs. The two teams the Yanks are chasing for a wild-card spot. Both won last night. Toronto in 11 innings over the Dodgers. Houston in a wild one over Texas, 10-9. The Yanks trail the Blue Jays by two and a half games and the Astros by three and a half. The Orioles won again, 3-2 at Philadelphia. The Yankees are in Baltimore this weekend. The Orioles have won 13 of their last 16. They lead the AL East by two and a half over Tampa Bay. It has, to say the least, been a rough summer at Northwestern. Allegations of hazing on the football team, bullying on the baseball team. Both coaches have been fired, and now a former volleyball player has filed a lawsuit charging hazing and racism. And another former football player is suing, and Lloyd Yates is the first to go public. We were all victims, no matter what our role was at the time. But the culture was so strong that we felt we had to go with it to survive to be respected, and to earn the trust within the football program. Yates was a quarterback from 2015 to 17. A blow to the Buffalo Bills that were counting on Naheem Hines to be a big part of their offense and special teams. He had a game last season where he ran two kickoffs back for touchdown. But Hines will miss the season due to an injury suffered in a jet ski accident. The NFL has suspended another player for gambling, bringing the total number this offseason to 10. John Stash, that were Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. 
Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. What's next for the U.S. property sector? Starwood Capital Group Chairman Barry Sternlich says between work from home, low mortgage rates, and other post-pandemic phenomena, there is a lot of uncertainty and distress. Sternlich sat down on the latest episode of Bloomberg Wealth with David Rubenstein for an extended conversation on the path ahead for U.S. real estate. Let's listen in to part of that conversation. The work from home phenomenon is a U.S. phenomenon. If you go to England or Germany, and I was just, we have some investments offshore, and I was just looking at it. Rents are up and vacancy rates in the top Europe, German property markets, Berlin, Frankfurt, Munich, Hamburg, are less than 5%. You and I go to the Middle East, they're full. We have offices in Asia, they're full. In the U.S., you have two markets. You have the really nice buildings that are ESG compliant, that are lovely, like the one we're sitting in. This place is buzzing, and they're back. Because it's a fun place to be. And if you're in a building with lots of cubicles and it's dark and there's no life and love, so nice buildings, even in a city as as currently destitute as San Francisco from an office market perspective, the best buildings are still leased. And so you're going to see a bifurcation of the market in office. The nice buildings will stay rented, and my guess is at pretty good rates. And the B and C stuff is going to be maybe fields of grain or something. It'll be very pretty. We'll have all these little mid-block parks in New York City because there won't be anything else to do with those buildings. And nobody will carry them because there's no hope. Some of the cities that have issues on commuting, like New York or L.A. downtown, L.A. downtown, San Francisco, the CBD, that are difficult to commute to, that's where the pressure's so hard from workers saying, I don't want to drive into the city an hour and a half and drive home an hour and a half every day. But I also think a nice little recession will clear this and you'll see people come back to the office. And I was in your town, take the Amazon HQ2. They're expecting people in those offices four days a week come the fall. So the other thing about office, David, is AI. AI is going to hit a couple of these industries that have been big users of office space. You think artificial intelligence is obviously coming, but what industries do you think will be most affected? Legal is probably the number one industry that could be disrupted by AI. You can, you can search every precedent in the history of mankind with a machine. You don't need a paralegal to do that anymore. And they'll write the brief for you. So the legal profession is probably target one. Not far behind is advertising. When the machine is going to update advertising and keep bombarding you with more and more ads, with more and more offers until you take one. Humans won't be there. They'll be maybe guiding it, but it'll, be, it'll change advertising. It's another big user of space, finance. You tell me, I mean, there's buttons now on your computer. They'll be running a lot of the stuff for you. It could fundamentally shake up permanent demand for office. Now, sometimes people are saying that the best investment opportunity now is to stress real estate debt. But you think it's too early for that? They're just beginning to, you know, we were going to give back an office building. And they said, well, not so fast. <laughs> if you want to, we'll restructure the loan and we'll cut it the loan in half. And you put the money in here and we'll take this as a junior note because the banks don't want the assets back. And, and Why don't they want them back? Because they think it's going to go down they, even further? Yeah, because they got to carry them. They're not set up to carry these assets, right? And they got to go hire someone. They got to go the leasing themselves. It's not their business. They'd rather have a, 
a GP like your old firm Carlisle or Starwood or Blackstone hold on to the asset and try to work it out. So a lot of fortunes were made in the real estate world in 07, 08, when people bought distressed real estate and all in late 80s too, yep. when the RTC was here. So do you see funds being formed to buy these assets, but you think they won't be available for a year or two? Right now you have an unusual situation in the real estate markets because everyone's sort of looking at the yield curve and it says rates will be lower later. Everyone says, you know, survive till 25. Hold on to your asset sell. So transaction volumes have plummeted. Unless you have to sell something today, nobody wants to sell anything today. They think tomorrow will be rosier. For the most part, everybody's pushing any sales back. And I think transaction values in apartments are down 60%, industrial down 70%. It's a very dry, you know, there's no IPOs and there's no sales. In housing, do you see a recession there because prices are gonna come down at some point or you don't see a recession in housing? The housing markets had a very unusual situation where Powell's um, increase in rates has diminished supply. And people, and I'm not sure we've ever had a situation where so many people have locked, the house, have locked in their mortgage costs. So right now people are sticking in their house, which has diminished the supply of homes for sale. I wonder when rates come down, homes will be sold. Like people will start because the, the mortgage will no longer be a reason to hold on to the house. And whether that will offset will probably be an increase in supply as the builders resume, resume a more normal cycle. So maybe the housing market just stagnates for a while, but it, it, over time it's headed up. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.